Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Aaron Elliot, and I'm joined today by Aiden Elliot and Christopher Elliot. How are you doing, Aiden? I'm doing incredible. And I know that you're doing incredible too because you're sitting on the floor. Yes. Of I'm course. doing incredible too. Aren't you? Yeah, awesome. There's, there's we a, are. There's not many seats in the hotel room right now. It's like a very specific style, so they don't like to include a lot of. It's seats. Turkish style. Turkish style. Yeah. yeah. On the floor. Yeah. Uh, we're in in. Uh, I cannot pronounce that. Alacheta, Turkey. Alacheta. It is the final stop on our Turkey adventure. We've been here for an entire month. Can you believe it, guys? That is crazy. When we get to the end of this podcast, we will tell you what we thought about Turkey. And we'll give you some amazing travel advice that you can take with you if you do want to go to Turkey. Yeah. Which I know that after what you've seen in our podcast and heard heard in our podcast and seen on our blog, you're going to definitely want to do. Yes. In this podcast, we are going to talk about Izmir and Ephesus and finally Alachita. I hope I pronounced that correctly. We're also going to discuss some of our impressions of Turkey. And Aiden is going to have an exclusive on his latest drinking video calls it a drinking video. That's the video that is going to be posted alongside this podcast. And it involves Aiden and me going to uh, an all-inclusive resort and, and yeah. testing a non-alcoholic cocktails. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I wanted to say this. I don't even call it a drinking video, okay? It's a video where <laughs> we taste video. drinks. A drinking okay, video. We're tasting drinks in the video. We're not, like, drinking copious amounts of alcohol. It's not, it's not even alcoholic. Well, I mean, you just said that, but it's not a lot. No, it's not. Of, we're not it's drinking not, but I think calling it, calling it a drinking video just sounds so... <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about Steve will do it. Uh, Steve will do it. Yes, our friend Steve will do it. If you ask politely, he'll do it. Yeah, all right. Okay. So we'll, we'll call it something else. Tasting non-alcoholic beverages. Exactly. Um, video. And of course, I embarrass myself again in this video. I think it, every video that we do, I have to embarrass myself in some way. Just a little bit. Just And so thank you for that. Yeah. Well, because okay. your, your this is really quick. So I can tell better. you about right now. You said he's making his specialty mocktail. We have no idea what he's going to do. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And then it cuts to this guy who, who's making a cocktail so unenthusiastically like he hates his job or something. It was so funny. Izmir, Aaron, what did you think? Well, Izmir is like the big city. And really, it's so close to Greece. And it's so close to the Mediterranean. You get all of that culture from the Mediterranean. But also, it really, it, it's just the big city. There's so much unique culture there. I think that one of the things that I found that was really amazing is that in the 1500s, Izmir was one of the places that a lot of the Sephardic Jews landed. And the Sephardic Jews, they created a special type of pastry called boros. <gasps> and now that's something that is called boyos, which is a sort of puff pastry created with tahini and sesame oil. I'm going to miss that when we leave. And I didn't. Describe boyos. Okay, so basically boyos, it's like a croissant, but it doesn't actually use butter. I mean, some people use butter, but that's not traditional. And it's layered, so it has a lot of mm -hmm. flaky layers that when you bite into it, it just falls apart, but in a good way. And it's filled with tahini. So good. It's so good. So good. It's buttery, but without butter, which yeah. is great for us. We're vegans, so we can't eat croissants. And by the way, I loved croissants before we went vegan. Uh, and I also love filled croissants. So the fact that we can eat this, it's a dream come true. <laughs> we should do a, a sidebar on, oh, yeah. on bread because 
there's another kind of bread that yes. we've talked about on the podcast before that we love and we eat almost every day while we're here in Turkey. Simit. Because there's simit and then there's simit. And today we had simit that was divine. It, there's just no way, other, other way of describing it. It was divine. It's it like was a New York bagel. crunchy on the outside mm -hmm. with sesame seeds and fluffy on the inside. No, and it was no, no. warm stuff. Not fluffy on the inside. Chewy. It's light and airy, but still very chewy. Okay. It's, it's like a New York bagel, but like a, a Turkish rendition of it. And it has yes. tahini, really great tahini. No, no, no. No, no, no it doesn't tahini. Have, no, Sorry. That's a boyos that no, has a tahini. No, no, no. Sesame But I'm but glad, you, made I'm glad you mentioned the tahini because the best thing to eat with it is a combination. Aaron, please, you describe this because you were there with me. A yeah. combination. So I had no idea about this, but in German... Some some Germans call tahini Turkish honey, and I think that's funny because the best tahini to get when you're eating simit is a mixture of it's a mixture of tahini and honey. Turkish honig. Yeah, and so if you get a mixture of tahini and honey, that it has to be the best combination to oh, yeah. eat your simit with. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. So we've been basically eating that. They, we've actually had some very good meals, but the bread is the thing that it will be my enduring memory of Turkey is just this amazing bread and pastry. Yeah. So anyway, back to the Sephardic Jews. Oh yeah, and yes. well, we should talk about the elevator. Yes, that was what I was going to talk about. So there is an elevator that goes all the way up a cliff where many of the uh, many of the Sephardic Jews built their mansions. So they were a really important part of the culture. In Izmir, there are a lot of synagogues still. There's even a quarter that has like five synagogues all next yeah. to each other. We would talk to our guide about that. Dad, why don't you talk about what the guide well, said about the synagogues? The <laughs> we don't remember don't what you he remember? said. You just <laughs> remember the boyos. I, I have, um, no, I do remember. And we, do, we visited there each, there was a place that had several synagogues in one building mm -hmm. and each each different section you know because the the jews came from various places they came from spain and portugal and they all had their own synagogues and uh, but we couldn't get in unfortunately because of security issues and uh, the rabbi wasn't in but they're still active yeah. so you don't really see a lot of uh, since it's a muslim country you do not see a lot of active uh, houses of worship so it was very interesting to see uh you know, you don't see a lot of churches or anything like that, but it was interesting to see that these um, synagogues were still active mm -hmm. and still being maintained. And there still is a, a Sephardic Jewish community here. Let's chat a little bit about Ephesus. I think we could probably spend a whole hour talking about Ephesus because it is a truly amazing Greco-Roman city, multi-layered as everything here seems to be. Um, and it, it, it was... I am. I can't even put into words what we saw. It was such a stunning uh, sight, and it's still being restored. Aaron, what did you think of Ephesus? Ephesus was a really well restored ancient city. I'd say, you know, I've been to that. Ephesus certainly isn't the only ancient city, but uh, Ephesus is as popular as it is for one of two reasons. Ephesus is important because it is both a part of ancient history and biblical history. Ephesians, one of the books in the New Testament, is based off of uh, what was written in that city 
thousands of years ago. It was a letter. I believe it was a letter from St. Paul to the yeah. Ephesians. Yeah. And, and so. And did you know, by the way, that St. Paul preached in that amphitheater that we were in? Yeah. And, and they were not happy with what he was saying because all the merchants. So what's really interesting is that uh, you can see the marketplace. It's huge. So all those merchants there were selling statues of the gods. That was how they were making money. They were selling statues to to people who are, are merchants who are, who are on, the, on the boats and seamen, and, and they uh, were making a lot of money from it. And so when St. Paul came and preached and said, there's only one God, they said, throw him in jail. And they did. Hmm. So he was in jail for a long time, and then they finally pardoned him. But, you know, basically, this new religion was bad for business, apparently. Yes. So, and, and you know what, though? We met a guy the next day. His name was Majit, and he is the head of all of... There's a, an association, actually, of religious tour guides. Oh, yeah. That guy was cool. He was. You know what? I felt like I was in a, an Indiana Jones movie, and he was the guy who was going to show me where the Lost Ark was. Yeah. That's the kind of guy he was. And he was so full of interesting stories. And you know what? We can't tell any of the stories because he swore us to secrecy. Oh, my God. But the stories were so They're interesting. So, I know. Yes. Because people on religious tours do some of the craziest things. Yeah, really crazy can't stuff. Can't tell you what they are because oh we were goodness. sworn to secrecy. You know, all, all I'll say is they were very interesting. If you heard about them, you would be sufficiently entertained for the day. But guess what? You're not going to hear them. Yeah, we can't. Uh -huh. we, well, we, can't, we just can't no. say Sorry, much more than that. can't tell you. But maybe one day, you know, if... Um, if I happen to meet you in person, and uh, you know we're one sitting around one. having tea or something, yeah. I'm I may, I may tell you. Yeah. Or even better is one of these days you can go on a, you could go on a biblical history tour. You know, seven churches tour. Yeah, and Ask him some yourself. of those guides, he might tell they're you, gonna yeah. know some crazy stories right. and they're like, hey, guide, tell me about the craziest. Uh, What's the craziest thing yeah. you've ever seen? But yeah, I really do want to go and do a seven churches tour. The seven churches of the Revelation are here in Turkey. I mean, no one knows this. And uh, there are so many uh, historically significant sites from the New Testament. So basically, Majid was telling us that Israel, very Old Testament. So if you're interested in the Old Testament, go to Israel, do a tour there. Turkey, New Testament. So if you're into like the New Testament, you're interested in, in seeing sites from there, come to Turkey because they really do have it all. It's so cool. This is the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliot here with Aaron and Aiden Elliot. We're going to talk about advice for Turkey travelers now. Okay. Because I think people are asking themselves legitimately, like, if I want to go to Turkey, how do I do it? Is it safe? That kind of thing. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Is Turkey safe? Oh, God, it's safe. It's so yeah. safe. Oh, oh no. Here's the thing. Turkey is so safe. Um, it is so, so safe. I mean, there we have never run into problems. If you stay in the sort of tourist areas, if you stay in the city, even in, when you're in the country, like, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, not in the country. Yeah. There was one time when we were walking down the road, and it was, and I have to say, we, we've been here during uh, a festival called Eid, which is what happens after Ramadan, everyone stops f fasting during the day and they go feasting. Oh, oh it's Eid il-Fist. Eid. 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 Eid means Eid. happy. Okay, well, I am Eid very... Eid means, like, happy Easter, so... What are you... What are these guttural noises? Eid il-Fist. Okay, fine, all right, whatever. So, uh, we did, we went out walking uh, when we were in Izmir, 
and uh, people were yelling things at us in Turkish that we did not understand, but we never felt threatened by them. They were just like saying things like, oh, you, you Americans, I think they wanted us to come into their stores. Okay, no, actually, I remember those guys, and from context, I don't understand any Turkish, I think they were just saying, wow, three guys, all of them quite tall, all of them look exactly the same, all of them dressed exactly the same in black. I remember one person um, looked at me and said, Will Smith, and it wasn't, it wasn't in the slapping sense, it was in the I look like men in black sense. Okay, and we should say that a lot of times you will see photos of us online and we're all dressed in black. Why are we dressed in black? <gasps> That's an interesting one. See, then now you're getting into the confidential stuff here. Okay, now, okay, 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 let's go, well, let's go there. We're going to have to tell let's a secret now. Okay. Why do we dress in black? So this is, this is a little secret for you guys, a little premature secret. We wear black because you can easily... Uh, well, it goes with everything. It goes with everything. And also, stains are really easy to not notice. Like, they'll stain, and you'll probably notice them if you look really closely, but from far away and on photos, with black, you can never see stains. My, my, I am proud of this. My shirt has so many stains on it that nobody notices. Yeah, it, it, it's very multi-purpose. Black goes with everything. You're right, stains, you can't really see any stains because it's black. But also, it's very unobtrusive, very um, inconspicuous is the word I'm no, looking for. No, it's conspicuous. That's, it's that's very, no, black is, no, black is very inconspicuous because if you, wear, if you dress like an American with bright colors and a baseball cap and a sweatshirt, you're going to, they're going to immediately say, oh, there goes the American. Yeah, but if you're dressed in black, you could be anyone. And a shirt that says, keep calm and eat fried chicken. Yeah, <laughs> make America great again. Yeah, right? okay, okay. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a MAGA cap. Why you, why you immediately go there? What the I hell? Didn't. I didn't. Yeah, so if you're wearing all black, it's conspicuous. If it's only one or two pieces in your clothes, it's not very conspicuous. Okay, and see, that's where we went wrong. Like, we, we had dark sunglasses and you were entirely dressed in black you and did look hat. you look like an assassin and then also so the, yeah the, that is a black jacket like i wear a red jacket it's technically a base layer <laughs> that's just because i'm lazy it's i'm wearing a base yeah layer. and i wear i have gray i have gray pants and i have a gray kind of flannel shirt that i or fuzzy shirt that mm. i like to wear so basically one of the reasons why uh it's important that black clothes don't have many stains is because well, first, I've got to tell you something about our laundry situation. Many of us in this family, we only have four pairs of like shirts, pants, things like that. And so when we don't have ready, readily, when we don't have steady access to laundry, we can be reusing clothes up to two days. Ooh, and that okay. means that we're getting a, a little too confidential here. Aaron. Now, yeah, what that, extremely confidential. Now, what that means, though, <laughs> is that you really have to take good care of those clothes. You can't like, you know, pee yourself. Like you, you have to take oh. good care of it. This is, okay, the, okay, we're done, we're done. This is too okay, confidential for me. Really too confidential. We're at the part of the podcast that I love, which is reader comments, because your comments are awesome. We have one from Nancy who said, enjoying the entire new dimension to your series, particularly with the addition of your sons. Photos are enticing to want to travel with you as a guide. So the question for you is, do we have room for someone to join us as a guide, maybe? So, so Aaron, what do you think? Should we let people join our group here? I think that there might be a future to us, for example, traveling with groups. I mean, I've seen people who are influencers 
and people who uh, have large followings where they actually they schedule trips together. Yeah, it's they kind do of like tours, a guided right. tours. Well, our friend Rudy does that. Yeah. I, he's, he does Rudy and Maxa tours, and yeah. I used to co host a radio show. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So you get to travel with the person that you so admire. And I think that that's a really uh, cool thing. So, you know, in the future, would we do that? I don't know. It depends on really supply and demand, you know, supply and demand. I'll, I'll yeah. take care of it for yeah. you if it's the price is right. Oh, okay. Your daughter might need some insurance. Final impressions of Turkey. This is our last podcast from Turkey. I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to just say, what did you think of Turkey? Turkey is based on history. They have such a great selection of thousand-year-old cities that you can go to and explore that they've excavated for your personal enjoyment. (laughs) (laughs) Really? They did it for, for your, your pleasure. pleasure. For your pleasure. Yes. Like, oh, that's for entertainment. What, you think they yeah. do this for history or heritage? No, it's all yeah. tourism. No, they don't do it. Just Okay, I think they probably did it for some of it for tourism, but okay. but they also did it for preservation. Yeah, I mean, I've, seen, I've actually seen videos of the people who, who uh, excavate the cities, and they're very enthusiastic about what they, they do. They, they really are. like finding old artifacts and re-earthing uh, you know, ideas that never existed since they existed at that point, and they were buried, and no one ever saw them again. It's like, really cool. I mean, you like Indiana Jones. If you like Indiana Jones, then you like excavation. Aaron, how about you? I think if you go to Turkey, you have to realize that this place, as I said earlier, is based off of historical tourism and also biblical tourism. Those are like the two prongs. It's religious tourism and historic tourism. So if I were to come here, I would just, I would just have you know that a lot of people are going to come for that experience and that experience alone. But if you're adventurous, uh, they have quite a culinary scene. You know, they have lots of Mediterranean food that's unique to, uh, unique to Turkey. And you might learn something new. I think that there's a lot to discover in that regard because, I mean, I don't know much about uh, food from Turkey. People know more about food from Italy and whatnot. So if you're interested in new things that you've never seen before, that you're not going to see in like a guidebook, definitely go try to find new cuisine. Maybe you want to go visit other areas of, uh, of Turkey that, that no one else has gone to. It's still quite undiscovered. Yes, definitely undiscovered. You know, I was... I didn't know what to expect when we came to Turkey, guys. I really didn't. It could be interesting. It ended up exceeding all my expectations. People in Turkey really love their country. <laughs> really? There are they Turkish really flags all over the place. Country. Just in case you don't remember where you are, yeah. there's Turkish flags. And people are constantly telling you what a great country it is. It is a great country. It is uh, it's, it's filled with history that people still haven't fully understood yet. That's the interesting thing about Turkey to me, is that there are civilizations that are even just now being discovered, and it is like an Indiana Jones movie. The food is, once you get past the stuff that they serve to tourists, it really is incredible. Like, just breakfast alone, thinking about the boyos. <laughs> the boyos. Boyos. Oh, boyos. Oh, boy, oh, boyos. And uh, thinking about the simit and the different types of simit that they have and the things that they put on it, 
It's a beautiful experience and I will miss it. When I leave here, I will miss the Simit so much. It was just an amazing thing. And I'm going to tell you guys another secret. When I was in Istanbul, I had my last cup of coffee. I don't think I'm ever... Because it was so good, I had this Turkish coffee. I said, I'm never going to drink coffee again. Now, uh, full disclosure, I have been trying to quit drinking coffee because I love it so much. But I, th I figured at that point I had had... Turkish coffee is really some of the best coffee you'll ever have. And I had that cup of coffee and I said to myself, you know what, I think I, I, think I can quit because I've, it's like you've seen the best. There's no point in ever doing it again. So um, I might at some point go back to drinking coffee. I don't know. But for now, that was my last cup of coffee. Turkish coffee, it's really, really don't good. Don't worry, if you go back, you can quit anytime. I can quit, yeah, yeah I can, you can quit, quit anytime. anytime. Yeah, yeah. So I really like Turkey. And I can't wait to go back. We made so many friends here and we've been invited back and um, we've been so, so impressed with the hospitality here. Um, I think that if you are into history and if you are, if you are a person of faith, this is the place that you have to go. You absolutely have to see Turkey. Add it to your bucket list. Uh, I would probably not advise coming here during the summer because it gets very, very hot. But there's this period of time I talked to you guys about this last uh, week called the yellow summer between like the first, it's like the first two or three weeks of September where all the tourists are gone and things start to cool off a little bit. That's when I would come here. Mm -hmm. And also we talked to someone today and they said that really what you want to do is you want to come in basically in late spring or uh, just at the beginning of winter. Yeah. Uh, those supposedly are very good for agricultural uh, reasons. So you can come there and they have lots of fresh things. And also, we didn't come here in time, but they have fresh cherries. They have fresh figs. June. They have the cherries June. in June, yeah. I mean, but that's still summer. You but know, and it depends thing, what you like most. Really. Well, we didn't really talk about this, but we went to the Artichoke Festival today and we had delicious artichokes. Um, they have such an agricultural scene here. So if you're into fresh fruits and vegetables, and especially um, dried fruits, you got to come here. Because, I mean, Izmir figs are world-renowned, but they have so much more. The dried cherries here are the best I've ever had. They're really, really good. They're tart and delicious, and you put them in your cereal. And I want some. Anyway, <laughs> I think I've... I think I've exceeded my time. Thanks so much for listening to the Elliott Confidential Podcast. I am Christopher Elliott here with Aaron and Aiden. I'm so glad that you tuned in and uh, we will see you next week. Yep. See ya. See you. Love you. Ciao. Ciao. Bye.